Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. It's all connected. Everything. So as I'm watching Bobby Morris and Colson walk down the streets of Puerto Rico, all I can think of is if they ever put her in a movie and stuck her next to Robert Downey Jr., I would love to see the size of the elevator shoes that guy's got to wear to stand up <laughs> next to her. Yes, she is uh, quite the tall drink of water. Is T- tall drink is of water? Robert Downey Jr. That short? Is he like Stallone short? There is a production still from Iron Man Two where he's sitting in the in the couch as he's going through his father's chest, and he's got his legs crossed, and that's got to be a three inch heel on that boot. Yeah, easy. It's 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 laughable how big those things are. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about lifts in shoes, are we? Are we? No, we're not. We're here to talk about uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, my name is Ken Morgan. That is John E.M. And uh, we're the show tonight. So apologies for the uh, the tangents we're bound to go to go on. Dad's not here to keep us straight. Yeah, uh, the two of us together tends to be a bit of a winding road that hopefully <laughs> hopefully nice ends up, it. you know, where we meant to go. And it's all connected. Episode 41. Uh, 41, 41, 41, here Very we go, good. ye who enter here, ye who enter here, uh, I guess before we get rolling, Russ would probably uh, want to do some news at this point, which, again, we, we were recording one day typically later than we usually do, and a few news items popped up, so we would have missed it, so it all worked out, um, because it is, in fact, all right. connected. And filed under things we all knew that weren't official, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is officially... Worst kept secret on the internet, yes, right? Yes, besides the Cree of last week. Uh, yes, yes, we'll get to that in this episode for sure. Benedict Cumberbatch is, in fact, Doctor Strange. And apparently, uh, if he is secretly in the Star Wars trailer also, apparently Disney has paid him... 60 billion dollars for the next it's not him did you hear like the day after we recorded that star wars special back on the on the on the bigger network um it was confirmed that that voice was in fact um uh what's his name Gollum. uh circus andy circus and yes it was okay so they're only paying benedict cumberbatch 30 billion dollars <laughs> <laughs> rather than 60 for the uh, both franchises but that's cool i'm i am correct. down with the batch uh Apparently, people from England are sick of him. But <laughs> I want that. It, it, it's 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 good. Honestly, English accent was never what I put put with with Doctor Strange. He's a new, he was a new, he is a New York surgeon. If anything, I would have given him a New England kind of tone. That's kind of in my mind how I, I've always read him. And I think the only thing I've ever seen him in. Um, Spoken was that uh, animated uh, direct video Marvel did, which was for me passable for what little bit I know about Doctor Strange. 
Um, but I'm hey, I'm 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 down for it. I'm looking forward to and, it. You know, I have not ever heard this, but an actor of uh, Cumberbatch, we'll just call him Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch is way too long. An actor of his stature, Batch, call him the Batch. Yeah, the Batch. An actor of the Batch's uh, stature. That's hard to say. He can probably speak in different accents, as we've seen from many actors. You know, there are actors that you don't know they're English or Australian until you see them in an interview outside of their films. Right. Did you see the video where he did? uh, I don't know, like a I don't know half dozen uh, impressions, like kind of shotgun, like boom, boom, boom. I did. Um, Yeah, they they all sound like Benedict Cumberbatch with a slightly different inflection to me. So uh, I don't know how convincing it really was, but whatever. Not so much. So we had another piece of casting news in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, and it's right up your alley. You want to talk about that one? Uh, Jessica Jones is officially Kristen Ritter, which we spoke about a little bit last show. Yep. She was in that short list. She was one of the finalists. Yes, she was, in fact, one of the finalists. So, uh, you know, I tell you, recently, a lot of the rumor stuff is actually happening. Uh, I'm going off on a tangent now, but if you think back a bit, you know, Vin Diesel and, um, you know, the, the the fake Marvel Phase 3 announcement that was sort of out there. They got, like, a lot of those movies right. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. They're kind of doing okay with uh, with rumors right now. But Kristen Ritter is Jessica Jones. I don't see it physically, you know, much like maybe people didn't uh, – think the batch would pull off a doctor strange so we're gonna have to wait and see and is that the next show after daredevil it is the next show after daredevil followed by um luke cage that's followed by luke right. cage and then and iron, then fist, iron right? fist cool um do you know her i know her from breaking bad she's okay. a good actress um she did have a failed sitcom recently but she was very good in the uh, dramatic role on uh on breaking bad so she was she the one from uh the apartment 23 yes. whatever it's called yes okay yeah and she played right, like good. a sort of uh damaged drug addict on breaking bad pretty much everybody on breaking bad is a damaged drug addict but uh she did a really good job so i'm, I'm looking forward to see how they pull it off and i'm pretty confident that you know they will so we also have another bit of uh, I'm going to call it breaking news. Yeah, this one just kind of just popped up as we were recording, I guess, right? Yes, uh, Michael Coulter has been cast as Luke Cage. Really? Which is pretty awesome. I don't know Mike Coulter very well. He certainly looks the part. If you're looking for, you know, comics um, accuracy, what I'm looking for. Yeah, comic for the accuracy of of the comics. Uh, he's been in some stuff. He's been in the yeah. But the only thing I would have seen him in was uh, Men in Black Three for a small role. He played uh, young Will Smith's Agent J's father, and when they went to the past, uh, Cape Canaveral. So right. that's what I believe it says Colonel. So I assume that's what that's the who they mean. Yeah, most recently the following I would say, um, you know, pretty popular television show that he had a number of appearances in. The Good Wife, and what else did we say? The Halo 5 Xbox series that's coming out he has a big part in? Yeah, he's, uh, there's a live-action Halo thing called Halo Nightfall, I think it is. And I'm not as familiar with that, but he's playing the exact same character in that and in the actual game of Halo 5, which is due out about this time next year. So, um, so man, this was kind of like an impromptu Marvel uh, press release day because they... 
they certainly put out a number of uh, bits and pieces. Not all of them were Marvel MCU. You know, we did get the right. We did get the Deadpool bit, but uh, a lot of casting stuff coming out today. Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Hey, one more piece of news I want to put out. It's not strictly speaking something we would normally cover on It's All Connected. We are a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, which means we're mainly focused on the in-house Marvel movies and TV shows. Um, But because one of our listeners put something out on on our Facebook page, I wanted to bring it up here and acknowledge that. Joe uh, wrote us a message and said, hey, not sure if you are all concerned with the Fox X-Men world, but it looks like Deadpool is on the way. It sounds like Ryan Reynolds uh, has been greenlit or they're going to go ahead with the Deadpool movie, which, um, no, it's not something we're going to normally cover here, but it's still exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I, I kind of like, I like Ryan Reynolds uh, in that role, and uh, I want to see if they do it, uh, do it justice. You know, it's amazing. It never made sense. Like, they had the perfect Deadpool, the perfect Merc with a mouth in the first Wolverine movie, yeah. and they sewed his mouth shut. <laughs> yes, it just, yes. It just never made sense. But one, one of the two um, end scenes, though, had it where the, the mouth got opened up, remember? He yes. He kind of like, shh, you know, did that, which, which gets you to that where he's going to go, which is exciting. So um, I'm glad they're going to, hopefully they're going to run with it, with that version of him. That, that's what it's actually going to be. Yeah, and he, you know what? I I like a lot of Ryan Reynolds stuff. I don't like a lot of other Ryan Reynolds stuff, but he's been behind this from day one. Like I want to be Deadpool yep. the right way, and uh, awesome that it's happening. You know, a lot of we talk about it all the time recently. A lot of cool things that you wish. I really wish they would do this. I really wish they would do that. Yeah. A lot of them are coming true now, which cool. is pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Do we have any more news, or do you want to get into the episode uh, about this discussion of the show? I'm I'm ready to roll. So I I actually did something that's unlike me. I took I took some notes this time because there just was a lot in this episode uh, that I th- I thought there was a lot. So I wanted to kind of capture my thoughts and not miss the important things. So we started with this really um, kind of creepy little nightmare action going on with Sky, and there's a couple things that immediately jumped out at me. First off, she's wearing a flower dress. Yes, if you, I don't know if you've caught that because that's actually offline. We haven't talked about that piece specifically but she was wearing a flower dress um and also what may or may not be a clue to her true identity the song the lullaby playing in the background um do you have any details on that john um a bicycle built for two i think oh I, i'm sorry property- daisy bell daisy a bicycle built right for two which um that may very well be foreshadowing a potential you know as you know the doctor's always saying that's not her name sky it's not her name well what is her name um, that might be a clue. I, yeah, I think we'll save that for a little spoiler yeah. discussion uh, that we do at the end of the show. It's not technically a spoiler. We're still guessing, but we have some pretty good yeah. ideas as to what's going on here. Now, the rest I didn't really pull too much apart from this um, scene, but there's, of course, uh, Colson and May dressed as like a tr- traditional, you know, husband, wife, you know, parents, and they're apparently abandoning their baby. You know, it's all in the Shields headquarters there. It's where it's all stationed. Um, meanwhile, Sky has a, a jewelry box that appears to be made of the same material as the obelisk. And when Colson goes to touch it, she pushes it away. And when she ultimately does touch it, it reacts to her the same way we've seen the obelisk react to others, meaning she starts to turn the stone. Um, there's a lot in there that they really didn't go into detail of what it all meant. But, like, you know, was the baby supposed to be... Sky, where's 
Colson may representing her parents. What was going? Do you have any idea what was going on there? I mean, it it was ringing a bell towards what we heard was Sky's background, right? Yes. That the parents yep. had to. Or not that the parents had to abandon her, that she had to be taken away from the parents. I'm not sure how they worded that exactly, but that's yeah. where my mind went. It was interesting. I know the internet exploded as uh, Agent Coulson and Agent May were, like you said, pictured as the parents or as a couple or, you know, um, a lot of memes were made and <laughs> a lot of shippers were happy. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, I, I liked the scene a lot. It, it did make me think of... I was trying to figure out how the baby could be Sky, or if we were supposed to believe the baby was. Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously it was a dream. Obviously not literally, but yeah. So, um, but the big clues there were possibly her identity. But the thing with the flower dress, the fact that she was wearing a flower dress, that that's definitely a connection to Raina. I've got my own theory on those two, and I'll save it for later. But after that, I think that's when we jump to the Vancouver scene where we do find Raina. And she picked up a uh, some rich guy to take her around the world, apparently. And we meet uh, Agent 33, who is uh, – this is the first we've seen her since the big uh, face, of my, face of My Enemy. Yes. Um, she still has the nano mask on. It's still – it must be fused to her face, which was – I don't think I was either on the show or if I remember to mention it, but I suspected she was not, in fact, dead. I think we talked about we weren't sure if she was dead or left for dead. But I suspect she was not dead, that that was actually going to be grafted to her face at this point, which apparently is the case. Uh, and was that an electrocution, the ending of that fight? Yeah, that May, that... May basically took the uh, broke the light bulb and hit the uh, live lamp to her face, is I think is what it came down to. Yeah. And uh, But she's got this big scar in there. Now, I don't know if that look, the half-face female, all that, if that's a deal. But Agent 33 is from the comics, and in the comics, I, I don't know if this is going to have anything to do with anything Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but Agent 33 was a Greek mythology expert, and she was the one who recruited Hercules into S.H.I.E.L.D. originally. Cool. I just thought that was an interesting that you know this is a, an actual character, or they are using Yeah, we did. Again, you, you might have missed that show. Uh, we did mention that, and it's funny how, you know, they could have taken any number agent. You know, they didn't have to take one that was used. Right. They're well aware that they're adding agents that actually exist. Right. Okay, cool. Which is cool. Yeah, so, uh, but she still was wearing May's face. Um, and I'll, I'll say this one now. It's funny, as as Sky was fighting, and Sky's very much, by her fighting style, clearly May is her SO and is doing a fine job training her. It's much cheaper to film... Um, Sky fighting Agent 33 than it is to film May fighting Agent 33. Yeah, and I, I really give them props for the uh, the choreography of the fights. Mm -hmm. I think that's come a long way since the beginning. I, I remember saying with Russ back when we were the S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast that, uh, you know, the fights just weren't up to par. Right. And, and, uh, and these, this season, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chloe Bennett, I think, was live tweeting. She she shouted out to her uh, her trainer and stunt she, double. Stunt. <laughs> no, she shouted out to her trainer, and I think she said S uh, S O. I'm thinking actually her significant other maybe was her trainer. If I read that right, I don't have it in front of me. But anyway, yeah. So, but props to to them for for getting her working working right. Or maybe he was an S D, and if we write it was stunt double. Maybe I don't know. But she looked good. Uh, but meanwhile, yeah. so she uh, comes across Agent 33, gets spooked, runs out. Um, actually, she thought it was May because she's like, you know, they you know, did the whole thing with the tracker. But is 
we run into um, Billy Koenig, who's in kind of plain clothes dress and just tells her to keep going. And she rounds the corner, and boom, there's another one. Sam Koenig. Uh, and does has the cool stealth umbrella to, to hide them. But was Sam uh, the the one from the Comic-Con teaser? Remember there were I two believe, I believe so. Billy and Sam? Okay, so, so, so far there has not been a new, yet another Koenig introduced. Now, who was the Koenig that was killed by Ward? Um, Eric. Oh, correct. Okay. So, so the S.H.I.E.L.D. people know of three Koenigs, and that's where all these questions of, how many of them are, are you? Yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's funny because that's a nice nod to the audience because we kept saying, are they LMDs? Right. Yeah, I said, how many? And they deadpan 13. And then they have a good laugh over it, but they never actually say how many there are. And even Grant later on, how many are you? How many of them are you? So that's still a question out there, but at least they acknowledge the question, which they've done before in the show, too. They, like, they talk about how there's always another brother. How many are there? That's, that's been a running thing this season. Yeah, absolutely. The, this, is, this is only like the third episode. I think he was in, what, the first two, and then we haven't seen him until now, right? Yeah, and still more than I thought, to be honest with you. I, I didn't think he'd be popping up so yeah. often. Yeah, and depending on who you ask, um, the other one's the shorter one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's very funny. The lanyard stuff and the, and and that joke are are very funny. Yeah, they're really having fun with the lanyard. I think I think that resonated with with the audience in some way that they keep playing that up. You know, they did it in the uh, in in the Comic Con thing. They've been doing it on every episode, and then giving Raina a lanyard. Like you're gonna need a lanyard. Yes. Yeah, that was that was good. Uh, now I kind of felt um, maybe you're getting to this now, Ken. The first half after this quick beginning, um, the first half started delving into the Fitzsimmons area again. Yeah, you know, a lot of these shows go with like A plots and B plots, and we used to see it all the time with like uh, Lost right. and tons of shows do it. And many times, in my case, I know I end up going, man, I really just don't care about A or B. Can you please get back to the other one? Right. And I, I'm just, I, I'm done with with the Fitz and Simmons uh, sadness. Uh, you know what? I'm, I am, and I'm not. Uh, I want them to resolve the whatever the love thing is or the relationship angle of it. But I, I am still enjoying the the challenge fits. You know, I'm still enjoying this performance of him. I'm still enjoying the fact that he's not right there with him. He's working for it. But he's he's working for it. He's trying to get past it and get through his um, his limitations. He acknowledges them. He recognizes them. But he also wants to. He still needs to, needs to contribute and gets to get past it. I, I do like that part of it. I'm you no, know, I'm not crazy about the. You know, do I love him? Do I not? Does he love me? Do I care? You know, I don't want to hurt him. I, 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 that's less interesting to me. But the recovery from his challenge, and there's been teases, and I don't know if this is spoiler speculation, but I've said it on the show that he's going to use the use the table to try to get his get his his mind back. Um, right. I, I'm sure that's coming. So uh, I, I'm enjoying that for right now. I still enjoy that that part of it. Maybe it's the stark um, contrast, whereas the A plot is so fast-paced and action-packed, and it sort of brings it to like a screeching halt when they go back to um, the touchy-feely stuff. Yeah, but if you, I also but, remember, uh, 
remember when he had the Simmons in his head? It was how he kind of got his way through communicating with it. Yeah. And it was just when he started to get that good relationship, good good rapport actually, with Mac that he was able to set that Simmons aside. And, of course, that's when real Simmons came back. Well, now, just as it, it, you notice when they're in the temple, he's trying to get the words out. Mac was of no use, and it was Simmons who was able to finally jump in because she finally faced that, at least to some degree, and now she's able to contribute again, and they're, they're starting to communicate a little bit more now. And, of course, now we lose Mac again. We'll talk about that in Right. A little bit. Uh, that just seems to be a pattern there that they're working with him. It's like every time he makes a little more progress, someone comes in or leaves his 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 uh, his circle. Um, I don't know what it means. It just that just jumped out at me. Right. Anything else on where you're at? Uh, no, not about that. You can continue. Well, where I want to go next was um, Mac and Bobby. Yeah. So, so there's always suggested with uh, Hunter. He said like you're working an angle and you, and you need and you need. You need backup. You need someone to be there. And she dismissed that. And now we get this conversation with uh, Mac and Bobby. And he's basically questioning her on her, her relationship with uh, with Hunter. And uh, basically said, not says, you know, tells us they are working something. They are doing something off book um, from Coulson. Hartley was in on it. So we know Mac was there from the beginning when we came back on episode one. Matt, uh, Hartley was there in episode one, died in episode one and two. They brought Hunter in, but he was still a mercenary, so he wasn't part of that team. And Bobby must have been there from the beginning, but she got inserted earlier. But she was still part of the circle. Now, did you say that, see, the way I took it, maybe I heard it wrong, maybe I'm remembering wrong. Mac asked Bobby... I just want to know if Hunter is in on it. Wasn't that the question he so, asked? He's like, her? "What about the other thing? Are you bringing him in?" Okay, so you're not saying that Hunter is. He's in. not in. Okay, I'm saying, I'm saying, but I am saying that Hartley is the one who brought Hunter in as being a mercenary in general, and then Bobby backed that up and vouched for him. Right, we, we know that much, but yet Hunter is not involved in with whatever Mac, Bobby, and earlier Hartley were involved in, but. What was it? Now, I have a theory. Do you have a theory? I, I have no theory. I have a theory. I'm thinking about the conversation that Bobby has with Coulson about the differences between him and Fury and collateral damage. And she felt like, you really aren't like Fury, are you? I'm thinking they were placed by Fury to keep an eye on Coulson. Not so much I'm, on the on on the stuff that's going on with his head, but to basically keep, keep tabs on how S.H.I.E.L.D.'s doing. Right. Interesting. Yeah, that, that could work. And we know we'll see Fury again eventually. I mean, well, yeah, maybe maybe the finale, maybe the finale. <laughs> I mean, uh, definitely. Obviously, he's in Ultron. He's still out there. We know he's doing stuff, and I know he's not going to be as disconnected as Coulson thinks he is. Uh, he even said in the, in the finale, he's like, you know, uh, you know, I got my eye, or however he put it there. You yeah. know, yeah. He he made the point that he's always around. So I I I'm, I a lot of that is me wanting to believe that they don't have nefarious plans against Coulson. So how would that impact Coulson? You know, how could they really make that have a big impact? Maybe if Coulson was about to do something that is totally like off the book, off the reservation type stuff, that they would step in finally and say, listen, you know, we were sent here by Fury to make sure that this stuff doesn't happen. I've, like that yeah, sort of reveal. I, I don't know. I, I don't have a good idea to follow that up with. I just, yeah. I think I think I came up with that mainly because I don't want it to be something nefarious. I don't, I don't need another faction. 
You know, we've got the humans, is what we're calling them, you know, the Doctor, Reyna, whatever that group really is, a Kree. We've got S.H.I.E.L.D., we've got Hydra, which are basically just two sides of the same coin anyway. Do I really need a third? we got the army, we got Talbot. Do we really need a third faction out there that's going to work against S.H.I.E.L.D.? Um, And and I don't see that right now. So I I still want to believe they're the good guys, let's put it that way. Right. So that and... Mac would have made a fabulous Luke Cage. Oh, he really would have. We said that before, though. Yes, we have. Um, but yeah, Reyna opens up the sky when they finally get her uh, get her out of the way and get her recovered. Right, and I guess the big reveal here is that Sky is in fact human. If Rain is telling her the truth. Yep. Um, I mean, let's go down the list. Okay. Not she's not an alien. She's definitely human, but can be more. The obelisk very much is alien. The blue angels are the Kree. She said the word. Let's be. Let's take a moment of that. First time, we we can say yes for sure on on screen that blue alien was a Kree, and the Kree are the ones involved with whatever's happening right now. So if we've all but said these are the Inhumans, it, it's we're there. So if if the potential of Sky to be something else, something more than human then there's something transformative in this temple. Um, is it going to be explicitly be the Terrigen Mist as we know it from the comics? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But there's something that's going to activate her. Is there room for another gem at this point? No, right? Do oh, yeah, our... absolutely there is, there's room. We have, let's see, Tesseract, the Aether, the ones from Guardians of the Galaxy... There's a question right now is still on Loki's staff if that's its own gem or if it's something else. But that's still only four. There's at least two, if not three, out there yet. I'm almost sure we'll see one with Doctor Strange. I'm, I'm, worry, I'm uh, wondering if, if the Terrigen crystals that we know become wow. a stone. You know what? The way they use the Tesseract, the, the Cosmic Cube as we used to do in the comics, and, and making that a Cosmic Cube, that's right in the ballpark what they could do. Sure, why not? And uh, could that be the real? Could that be? Could that be the reality gem? Since it alters what a hu- what 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 it means to be human. I guess. I mean, does it have to specifically be that? I guess they're playing with all of. The... They're they're playing fast and loose with it, but the things we've seen have have been able to line up with with a gem's properties. I mean, the ether um, we decided was the um, space. No. no, I think the tesseract would be the space gem because it teleports right. shit, right? Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. But they're but going back to Sky and Raina, so their whole conversation though, I think they're sisters. You know, we had an interesting uh blog on our <laughs> website that said a similar thing. Uh I don't know if you've gotten a chance to read it. I, yet. I looked at it and it suggested that, that we had the idea of the, the daughter father relationship wrong and that Raina could be the doctor's daughter. Um but but however that lays out these two are so similar, and and Sky wearing that flower dress in the dream, um, giving her that connection to Reyna, and the way their rapport became once once the the mist the, the the mistrust started to weaken a little bit. I mean, it's still there, she still didn't trust Reyna, but once they started really talking, and I'll, I'll stop short saying bonding, but but they started really having a connection and a conversation, like and and certainly earned. Or, or not, it's not, or not or totally earned it, gained a degree of trust. Uh, Sky trusts what Rainy was saying to a degree. 
I would not be surprised if, if, if they are sisters or otherwise more than just connected through Sky's father, you know, coincidentally. But why would the doctor only be talking about Sky or looking for Sky and not the other? Oh, no, he's been with. Uh, Raina before he's been with Raina. In fact, she hasn't been. In fact, Raina is the, he's the, he found Raina and the group she was with. I think is how the conversation went, and basically gave them purpose and directed them and da da da. And he may not even realize that that uh, he he may not be. They may share a mother. He may not be the father because remember how old she is. How old the right? Uh, but she doesn't age. She doesn't so she age. Could have had them fifty years apart. Right. Well, that that would make Raina, and if Raina's a little older. Because I mean, Raina definitely seems to be maybe a few years older than Sky. It's huh. it's possible. Lots of stuff going on. It there's definitely room for that. Just um, in time for the winter finale. Winter finale. <laughs> so, do we want to do Mac? Are we ready to do Mac in the hole? Uh, going down a yeah, hole? we're get we're getting close to that. So yeah, we see. Uh, I'm look. I I kind of type these my, my notes up as I was watching so they're in somewhat of order uh, we get back to the plane we escape all that we do the 13 brothers joke with them and yeah we find our way finally get our way into this temple and uh, yeah Mac Mac uses using the mouse hole device again to cut the hole in the floor yeah uh, that just caught out of there um, but no another great Colson remember we talked before on Colson like when he, when he gets down to no nonsense it's like he, he gets to work right so when Simmons and Fitz were doing their we don't know what to say, we don't want to talk. He's like, somebody start talking right now. Right, yeah, it was like right. cut through the crap. Uh and, and they get through that. So uh off they off they go. And yeah. So uh the the dwarfs fail and Mac goes down the hole. That's right. The dwarfs had like a uh there's like an EMP effect kind of everything. Yeah, exactly. Shuts yeah. Off. Mac goes down the hole and the symbols are on the floor. Yeah, and he touched him and it activated him and it transferred to his to his palm. And he he basically he reacted badly to it. <laughs> One way of saying it. Yeah. Um yeah, he's a scary dude in uncontrollable Hulk mode. Yeah, so so what happened there? So as he was in pain, he yelled run. So a little bit of him told him to get out of there and like to try to escape him, but then he lost all control at that point. Seems like he was holding on for a minute there. He was trying then, to, yeah. I mean, it was actually was you know you mentioned the Hulk, a little reminiscent of uh, right before he go he full on Hulk's when he loses control and he's able to have that little moment of recognition of sadness, like you know I'm sorry I've always, I've, about what's about to happen, kind of thing. Right. But really, what what happened? I mean, we talked about when you know right before the sky was freaking out, like something bad's going to happen. We've got to get them out of there, and she couldn't reach them. Uh, so he goes down there, and he becomes. Basically, his rage monster. You know, like he hulks out, you know, without actually, you know, turning green. Um, he's a- you know, this is so close to that berserker weapon arc that they did in season one. You know, there were yeah. there were symbols that lit up when you touched the weapon. You had the rage. I wonder if there was any like connection originally to these stories. Like maybe they wanted to go down the path. And then they realized with the way that this was going to lay out, you better hold off on that. Yeah, that's certainly possible. I mean, they never did go back to the Berserker staff effectively. I mean, they used they've used it, but the and you know the, the symbols that yeah. sort of 
transform. You know, they, they sort of transfer to your own body, and then it's giving you this rage pad. It's just very similar, you know, uh, storylines that I wonder if they were ever one. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we never will. As yeah, as this is a big fight's happening, um, Hydra takes the plane with their own Quinjets, Hydra Quinjets. Yes. Which, which you know what I thought like makes sense. They, they were in Shield so long. Of course, they had their own bits of equipment they were able to commandeer, and also why they were able to uh, intercept that the the, the communications because it's it's all Shield technology, right? Um, but of course, it was Rainus Tracker, which is why they were able to find the plane to begin with because it was, it was hovering cloaked. And Ward, of course, is not happy with just the mission. He has to bring Skyler yeah. with him as well. And she's on her way to, uh, to that. I'm still not sold. They even they talked about this. You know, are you know, you're working for Hydra? He's like, don't worry. He's not. Don't worry. He's like, I know what I'm doing, or I know where my loyalties lie. I'm still not convinced he's working for Hydra per se. He's still working to his own ends. Um, everything he has said is he's telling the truth. He's keeping his word to to the best he to to what that means to to be keep his word, right? You know, I mean, he made the call. I'm not. He wasn't going to blow blow him out of the sky. Whitehall wasn't happy with that later on. Uh, but then at the end, before they left, he turned to Raina. Or no, um, Raina asked Sky to bring her tablet, the one with the map of the city. Was that just for the map of the city, or was she looking for something else, like something else that tablet would have, like? maybe a tracker or, you know, just something that would be needed. I'm thinking there was more to that request than just, just the matter of the map. Yeah. She is the master hacker, which they've gotten away from a little bit. Thankfully. Yeah. Um, you know, enough that, uh, they've sort of harped on that early on, but she knows what she's doing with the tablet. That's for sure. Yeah. I think, I think there's something more to that request than just that. She, they, they, they made too, too much of a way to point it out. Uh, unless it was just to say to the remaining ag- shield agents, we're going to the city. <laughs> right. You know, it could be that simple too. But yeah, Ward's playing something. He's playing both sides. Uh, he's definitely playing playing Hydra. That's for sure. Oh, so before Mac ends, Fitz has to make a decision to to turn on Mac, and uh, finally, he didn't shoot him. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Bobby used her her staff, and they had stingers, basically, like, kind of like Black Widow, built into them. But he ended, of course, falling in the hole, and so that takes care of Mac. Probably, he, you know, nobody, no death, right? So we don't know where he's at right now. Right. The way he was, right. ju- the way he's juiced up, he could have survived that or otherwise been taken care of. So they're in the temple. Grant uh, Ward's on his way with Sky and Raina to the temple, and Whitehall's getting ready to blow six one six out of the sky. I think I sum it up pretty well. Yes, that's our tag, yeah, actually, that's, right? That's, that's that, the tag, uh, yeah. The kind of- Whitehall is not happy that Ward has decided to take Sky with them or that he didn't blow up the the shield jet. Right. Right? That was his yep. mission was it- to just get Reyna out and, and blow them out of the sky? Yep. Yeah, it, he, it, the taking of Sky was interesting, which means Hydra doesn't know the significance of Sky. She's just somebody else. You know, They probably don't know she exists, let alone her significance. Um, so he's like, I need to ask him about that. You find out what's so important about her. But yes, he was supposed to, you know, blow them out of the sky, and that would solve a lot of problems if he could take care of the that team. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I hadn't thought of that. the The only Hydra member that really knew how important Sky was to Ward would have been Garrett. Yeah, 
and we know that Garrett didn't really answer to Hydra, so he probably wouldn't have told them that information. Yeah, in fact, anything Garrett did learn, he died before he could share ever share it with Hydra. Right. And uh, if, and and even when the season opened, Hydra didn't even know who was running Shield. They said as much. Do we know who's running Shield yet? So it's only recently, relatively recently, they even found out about Coulson and his team, or at least to the degree of what what they mean to, to Shield. I enjoyed the episode. I mean, I, I thought it was a little uneven early on, but it really hit a a stride in the middle, and uh, you know the pacing was good, and and there was a lot of information. You know, you do get the feel that it's all leading to you know, next week, but that's, you know, and that an end of a, or a half yeah. end of a season, you know, that's the way it goes. You know, but you look at what's going what's, what's been going on this season compared to last season for all the criticism, which were, you know, as, as much as I defend it, were true. It was, it was very slow paced and we know now why um, they're moving fast. They are not wasting any time getting, keeping this plot moving through. It, it, we said this before on a show. It's like they're, they're racing to get to a certain spot. So they're ready for something. Sure. Um, and you know what? The, the ratings are reflecting it. Again, we've, we've sort of cut back from doing our regular ratings report because what's the point well, at, at, uh, yeah. at this point? But it's now, you know, now that NCIS is, uh, you know, reruns, yep. I guess their season is over. It's number one and it's up to a 1.8. So, yeah. That's... It's definitely reflecting. You know, people do like the faster-paced shows, or they just like the way the last few have gone. That it's gotten good enough word of mouth, or maybe people that dropped out. I are think that's a lot of it. People are jumping back in because they're hearing such good stuff about it. And I still maintain, if you have not, you know, pass it on. If you have not watched season one because of where you thought it was going, watch it again and watch it with the knowledge, knowing what's coming. It it, it fits together a lot nicer, you know, when you when you binge watch it because. And, and yes, knowing what's coming, and knowing, especially knowing Ward, uh, you can see what he's been, what they've been having him plant throughout those first early episodes. Every episode's befriending and earning the trust of each individual person. The, you remember the Fitz episode where they were on the mission together and jumping out of the plane to save Simmons, and all those little things to earn everybody's trust. It, it definitely all comes back together and pays off at the end beautifully. Good. I'd give this one. Um, a four two. Yeah, I'm gonna stay in that same same range. I'm thinking. I was thinking four four. Um, we're we're still we're lo- we're looking great. Um, I'm I'm keeping it there. It's uh, I'm looking forward to a big episode next week. I'm looking forward to a big reveal, a big uh, a big a big uh, cliffhanger to hang leave us hanging until what do we say? The end of February. Beginning. Of- yeah. So, and I guess we're looking at a week off before. Agent Carter picks up. Oh, we're, we've got a, we've got a, like a month off before Agent Carter. Agent Carter's out to January. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, we well, we've got Christmas break coming up. I mean, we have an episode on December 9th for our midseason finale, and um, if I can, and maybe that's a bit of news, Ken, that we forgot that uh, Agent Carter's premiere will be a two-hour event. Yeah, and and we've always said it was going to be eight episodes. So I wonder if that means it's actually going to be seven weeks and not eight weeks. So eight hours, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's certainly possible. Do we want to delve into our little spoiler bit at this point? Uh, yeah, I think we can do that. So if uh, anybody does uh, not want to hear spoilers or speculation, I think it's more speculation than spoilers at this point, um, just us guessing where we're going, you can sign off now. Otherwise, stick around, right? Yes. 
So, though, the song uh, at the top of the episode that you said it was called Daisy Bell, uh, Bicycle Build for Two, right? Yes. What is the significance of that title to you? Well, one of the characters that we hoped for early on, we early on in, in this podcast, we said, you know, I really, really cool if they brought in some of the new younger S.H.I.E.L.D. agents from the comics that they haven't done anything with in the movies and, and so forth. And one of them is a character by the name of Daisy Johnson. Right. Uh, now, this is interesting for a couple of reasons. Uh, Daisy Johnson is powered, and she is known as Quake. So she has the ability to, you know, basically make the Earth rumble. And to control it in the comics, at one point, they put these, like, really cool gauntlets on her. She was a very cool-looking character. She was a secret warrior for a long time, which is kind of like the junior shield yeah, team didn't she? Didn't point. she come to be, um, not that it matters to the show, but wasn't it at the beginning of Secret Invasion, wasn't it Fu- the Fury who was in hiding recruited her? Am I th- yes. Yes? Okay. Yeah, he actually, the whole secret uh, warriors were, uh, were done that way. Fury was in hiding, and he went around and recruited... Um, this team. So, so that's number one. So the name of the song is da- starts with Daisy Bicycle Built for Two. Uh, we're back to flowers again with the girl in the flower dress, yep. and now we have a Daisy. And probably the the real sticking point for me, which I totally remembered after the fact, is uh, Daisy's father is crazy. He, he's he's crazy, he's, uh, and he's a doctor, right? Uh, well, he's known as Mister Hyde. I was hoping that there was a doctor in there well, somewhere. No, I thought, but his, there I thought his true identity was a doctor, and he created a formula. Uh, yes, you're right. You're right, Doctor Calvin Zombo. Right. Yes. So she has a crazy doctor for a father. This Daisy, who also can um, go berserk. Yes, who also goes berserk and has, uh, you know, is powered as well. He's kind of like an evil. Hulk. Yeah, no, he literally does transform into a into a monster that he calls Mister Hyde, off you know, name from literature. Um, that's not what we've seen from our doctor, but we have seen him basically go berserk and you know kill people and you know go on a rampage. Right on a couple of right. on a couple of occasions, he's done that. So, you know, the I didn't know what song I was hearing, and then uh, we found out what song we were hearing. Yeah, and props to a fellow and, uh, cast member here on the network, uh, Jordan from Jersey, from over at uh, uh, Long... The Jersey Shore? Jersey, Jersey Shore, yeah. And Jer- The Walking Dead Jersey, Jersey Shore, I think, right? I don't want to make mistakes. S-U-R-E. Jersey Shore. Yes, there's... Right. All the Jersey, none of the spray tans, That's, I think, yeah, is there. Yeah, no GTL. Yeah. So... Yeah, so all of these things add up to, and I was a big fan of Secret Warriors, and I knew I was missing something, and I looked back, yep. and sure enough, her father's a crazy Doctor Zabo. Yep, and this show's already had Nick Fury with a big gun, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's. Uh, I tell you, I, I keep thinking that there's going to be scrolls involved, but there can't be because of Fantastic Four rights. But I think we have. I think they have Super Scroll and we have Scroll. Something like Is that how it yeah, works? I remember we talked about this once before on the show, but I don't remember yeah. the details. Russ knows, but yeah, this um, um, this is not conclusive by any means, but it fits what we've seen so far, so it's as good a theory as any. Right, and all it really means is 
you know, for for a year, we were kind of like bummed out about Sky. We didn't know how she fit in. Right. She wasn't really an agent. We didn't love the character. We questioned the actress, the whole nine yards. And now, if it turns out that their plan all along was to make her this pretty well, pretty well known Marvel character. I mean, certainly to readers of Marvel, she's well known. Maybe not to yeah. you know the casual fan. And I suggested on our previous show was um, she's going to end up being a name that we know. And I think this character Daisy Johnson fits that. She's a name that we're going to know, but not a name so important that they would want to save it for the movie. One last point about Daisy Johnson, also in the comics. When Steve Shield falls apart, much like uh, like it does every couple of years, right? Shield falls apart. Steve Rogers, Captain America, is going to reactivate Shield when he gets everything under control, and Daisy Johnson is his choice for new director. So again, just kind of an interesting little bit. I, I'm pretty sure we'll have director Coulson on the TV show for a long time, but still, again, just interesting choice that. Um, if they had, you know, they were picking who they wanted Sky to actually be, and they and they chose Daisy. That would be, that would be fun. Well, if you're gonna have a a, a director of Shield to, you know, have a, I, like I said about um, Coulson himself, you know, if if Coulson was there in the movies when you couldn't afford Sam Jackson, right? Yes. To represent Shield. Yes. Um, well, you can't get Maria Hill. You can't get Kobe Kobe Smolder. So you know, we've got Sky. And one last tiny bit of the comic book trivia. Uh, Daisy Johnson actually recruited Phil Coulson into S.H.I.E.L.D. Excellent. When they added him to the <laughs> That's comics. That's how they got him, and that's actually kind of uh, some nice, uh, I guess, te- technically yeah. asymmetry, not symmetry, but yeah, I like that. So I'm thinking that's it. That was a fast-paced, uh, it's all connected for a fast-paced Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. See what happens when you take notes. You stay on topic a lot, keep it a lot tighter. Yes, yes. Um, So we are looking at a big show next week for the winter finale. And then we're going to go on a little bit of a Christmas break. I think maybe we have something planned for that Christmas break. Well, um, just to remind everybody that not only is the ninth the uh, mid-season winter finale of Age of Shields, it's also the day that um, our latest Marvel theatrical movie Guardians of the Galaxy comes out on Blu-ray at your uh, and DVD. It's been out on digital as well already. So we'll have that. And I'm not promising anything, but I think we've talked about banging out the uh, comment, our, our uh, IAC commentary for that. We got our uh, Captain America Winter Soldier one out later than we wanted to, but it came out um, a few weeks back. Um, actually, yeah, back when they had the break. Um, uh, a week or two, about a month ago. Uh, so we're going to try to get Guardians of the Galaxy done, I think, over this little break. That'd be cool. That'd be a nice yeah. little Christmas present. And you know what? Just for some fun, since we're talking about it, I'm going to plug the bigger HHW LOD network. And I believe, do we have our annual Christmas special coming up? Annual Christmas special is coming up. The uh, the duties, the end of the year <laughs> awards. We call them the duties, D-U-D-I-E-S, um, for a number of reasons. But uh, we those are you know those are kind of our uh, our jewels of the of the network. We've we've changed a lot of shows. We've left and returned to a lot of shows. There's different casts on many of the shows that we started, but we all uh, enjoy coming together for those two shows every year. And I think this is going to be seventh annual. Uh, really? It might it might be yeah. Six or seven? E- at least six. 
We've been doing this a long time. You'd think we'd be better at it. Uh, one final thing I just noticed. Uh, right now at Amazon, Guardians of the Galaxy in the non-3D version is $14.99. So go to hhwlod.com, put Guardians of the Galaxy in the little search box, order your Guardians Blu-ray for $14.99, and it'll give a little cut back to the old fellas at it's all connected. And speaking of cutback, go to our Patreon site. We have a link on our website on that. We do appreciate that. We've talked about it before. I'm not going to belabor it here. But um, if you like what we're doing and you want to support the show in your own way, um, throw us a couple of nickels and uh, we'll mention you in the show. And thank you for that. Uh, Patreon.com. There's a link to our, our page um, on our page at hhwlod.com. I believe it's patreon.com slash it's all connected. Okay. All right, so we'll see you next week for the big winter finale. Good night.